How the Gang Yeed Their Last Haul in an Epic Shootout The year is 2018. My little middle school age cousin and his two friends are here visiting from out of state for a week of summer break. As an activity, my cousin suggests that I run a 5e one-shot for them. I start putting together my story. Cousin says that he and his friends have only played a little, so I try to make something a bit more unique than the typical dungeon crawl or romp through the enchanted woods. Cousin and his friends swing by my house for a quick session zero. I explain to them the importance of good team composition, communication, and other stuff like that when making their characters. The last thing I mentioned before setting them loose to go make characters is that the story takes place in a desert. This uncommon setting is intended to play into my story. The only reason I tell them this is just in case they wanted to make a ranger or something. My cousin texts me at 1.49am to ask me if some homebrew that Matt Mercer made was okay. I say okay and go back to sleep since I was too tired to really ask him what he was planning. Besides, I have played games with Matt Mercer's homebrew before and it's never been too problematic. The next day, I sit cousin and his friends down at the kitchen table to start the game. They have the most devious smiles I have ever seen. I ask them what their characters were, and I realize very quickly that the adventure I had spent all week planning was not going to cut it for these guys. Enter Johnny the Good Robbins, level 3 chaotic good human gunslinger who plays the guitar like an angel. Enter Butch the Bad Eastwood, level 3 chaotic neutral human gunslinger who is quick with an insult, but even quicker with a pistol. Enter Rango the Ugly Django, level 3 chaotic neutral green dragonborn gunslinger with a sombrero, blunderbuss, and fake mustache. When I said to make characters fit for the desert, their minds immediately went to cowboys. They had written up a whole backstory about how they were the last members of an infamous outlaw gang, the Hole in a Bucket Gang, probably inspired by the Hole in the Wall Gang. They were mostly the I-just-want-to-do-my-own-thing-without-being-messed-with-by-authority kind of outlaws, but they had committed some crimes to help fund their roguish lifestyle. They were laying low after a rival gang and the local government had broken into their hideout and killed everyone, but wanted to get revenge and reclaim their lost glory. I should also mention that they only ever refer to themselves as the good, the bad, and the ugly, respectively. I only see their full names when I check their character sheets. Rather annoyingly, all of their character sheets are almost perfect. Knowing what they are expecting with their characters, I scrapped the entire story I had planned about desert nomads and tribes, and I rushed to throw together a frontier western town for them to explore. So, uh, you all ride your horses up to the frontier town of, uh, I was poorly trying to make things up as I went. Agua Fria? The good asked. Sure, yeah, Agua Fria. I went with it. I asked the party what they want to do first, and they decide to check out the wanted posters on the side of the sheriff's office. As I start to describe some of the posters, thinking they might try to collect a bounty, they interrupt me. Are we on any of the posters? The bat asked. I decided that it probably isn't the best if the party is being hunted as soon as they arrive in the first town. So I say that the only one with a poster is the ugly, but he is not recognizable since the poster's drawing left out his mustache. The poster read, The Ugly, Wanted Dead or Alive, Reward 1000 GP. However, I warn them that government officials familiar with their gang and rival gang members might recognize them. The party, upon finding out that they are not wanted in Agua Fria, decide to celebrate by hitting up the tavern saloon and buying some drinks. I quickly google a description for a typical Wild West saloon and read it out for them as they place their orders with the bartender. Twenty whole minutes of alcoholism role-playing later, the impatient bartender asks the bucket gang about the mounting tab. The good looks at the bad, 
The bad looks at the ugly. The ugly looks back at the good. It turns out that none of these idiots gave themselves any money when making their characters. The bad pats his revolver holster, and the ugly reaches for his blunderbuss. The ugly trying to intimidate the bartender with his deep dragonborn voice. Listen here, buddy. You're gonna forget you ever saw us. Unless, of course, you want me and my boys here to turn this watering hole of yours into a sinkhole. The ugly rolls intimidation. 5. The bartender reaches under the bar and pulls out a blunderbuss of his own. He is completely unfazed and maintains a calm voice and a smile as he talks back to the hulking green lizard man. Okay, buckaroo, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna sit right in that stool while my friend, he motions to the saloon's pianist, gets the sheriff to come down here and sort you out. At this point, the good tries to defuse the situation with his godly charisma stat, but rolls a three. The bartender continues again, unfazed. I don't know what in the H-E double hockey sticks you think you're trying to do, partner, but if you're with this green guy, I think you better have a seat too. Seeing the writing on the wall, I remind the party that they only have padded armor. They went all in on this cowboy thing and didn't even give themselves proper armor, and that the firearms outlined in Matt Mercer's Gunslinger homebrew could easily be lethal to characters their level. Naturally, the bad ignores this warning, draws his revolver, and unloads a round into the bartender's stomach. Initiative is rolled, and I toss in some bar customers and hookers with pistols and palm pistols to make it spicy. The good ducks behind the bar, panics, and shoots an innocent bystander. The ugly uses a piercing shot with his blunderbuss and blows away a group of hookers. The bartender, horribly wounded but still conscious, grabs a nearby knife and stabs the good in the thigh. Fast forwarding a few rounds and the bad and the ugly clear out most of the bar without being killed somehow. The good, being good, takes mercy on the bartender and lets him escape. The bartender, being the bartender, limps down to the sheriff's office and gets help. Saying the first names that come to mind, I tell the party that Sheriff Pat Garrett and Deputy Bugle kick in the saloon door with weapons drawn. Hold it right there! Just who in the hell do you think you are? Sheriff Garrett roared. Little did I know, Cousin and his friends had rehearsed an incredibly cringy catchphrase for the express purpose of answering this question. Who are we? The bad asked. The good. The bad? The ugly! They sounded off one by one, then as a group they shouted, We're the hole in the bucket gang, and we're putting you six feet under! They all roll intimidation and do pretty well. Deputy Bugle pisses his pants and flees the scene. Sheriff Garrett is made of sterner stuff though, and he readies his repeater. In the ensuing 3v1, Garrett gets lucky and downs the bad, before the ugly vomits poison into his face, and he is shot in the ribs by the good. With all of the authority figures in Agua Fria dead or indisposed, the Bucket Gang is free to recover and rule the town for a few days. All is well for the Bucket Gang, until Deputy Bugle comes back with a few friends. And when I say a few friends, I mean the Marshal, a couple of Rangers, and a militia of 50 or so assorted cowboys. The Bucket Gang quickly makes for the saloon and starts barricading themselves in using the bloodstained floorboards. The militia surrounds the saloon and the Marshal calls out to the outlaws inside, I have a warrant here for the hole in a bucket gang. Y'all can come out of here all civil-like and I promise you a fair trial. If you do not comply, I am authorized to use deadly force, the marshal yelled. The bucket gang weigh their options and decide to yell back at the marshal to stuff his warrant up where the sun don't shine. At this point, we have been playing this one shot for a solid seven hours. We are ready to finish up. The only thing that matters to all of the players now is that the bucket gang die a glorious death. The entire saloon is rattled with gunfire. The good dives back behind the bar, the bad crouches behind the piano, and the ugly jumps behind a pile of tables. Since they have cover and the militia is just standing outside, the bucket gang manages to hold out without a death for a good six rounds. 
That's when the ugly, readying his blunderbuss, peeks out from behind his tables and gets the face blown off his mustache by the marshal. The bad disengages and runs behind the bar with the good. The good? I think our days might be numbered, the bad said sadly. Don't say that, I think that if we... A bullet whizzes by and shatters the liquor bottles above their heads. Look, I don't want to go out like some coward behind a bar. I want to go out in a blaze of glory, trademark. It's what the ugly would have wanted, the bad said. The good nodded. All right then, one last time, the bad shouted. The good, the bad, empty silence. We're the hole in a bucket gang, and we're going out in a blaze of glory, trademark. The outlaws, revolvers in hand, jump up from their hiding spot and make for the door. The good and the bad kick open the door of the saloon with smiles on their faces and a fire in their hearts, and they hit the dirt road with about three pounds of lead in each. And thus, with a wave of gunfire, law is restored to the small frontier town of Agua Fria. Many men lay dead, but life goes on, as it always does in the Old West. Cousin and his friends were satisfied with the Blaze of Glory trademark, and we, as has now become tradition with our games, have a short but tasteful mock funeral for the Bucket Gang's character sheets. Cousin's mom arrives shortly after and says that it is time to go, so Cousin gives me a hug and yee-haws at me as he left for the airport. Yee-haw! That was intense and fun at the same time! Have you ever played in a western setting? Or created a gang that went out in a blaze of glory? Please tell us of your experiences and comment your reactions below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel All Things D&D. Our next video will be posted in 3 days, so stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.